Welcome to Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined on the phone, I got Vance. Hi, Vance. I am here. <laughs> this kind of out of place. <laughs> and we have Charles next to me in studio. Do you like Charles or Charlie? Ah, Charlie's better. Charlie's better. Is uh, is Charlie short for anything? Charlie. Okay. I'm just, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm no, no, because... it's actually my middle name. I've actually never gone by my first name. So. Oh, okay. Because so. I'm a third. Usually, people would have the name Charles or like. They're like the third or the fourth. That's yeah. I'm okay. the third. So. You're the third. I'm the third. Why so, wouldn't you be rocking that? Uh, I'd be walking into like high school and stuff with like a red velvet robe, and being like, "I'm the third. Because my first name isn't that fantastic. It's a little more. Uh... <laughs> Is it Eugene? No, it's Did, a little worse they... than Eugene. Okay, I'm not gonna dig because <laughs> I'd be happy if it was Eugene. <laughs> I used to tell people my name was Reginald Badback the third. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah. Like <laughs> if I was like a, a dude from like the eighteen hundreds, that would be my name. And what was it again? Reginald Badback the third. Because my back was sore. <laughs> from what? Carrying Damn. everyone on on the team? Pretty much. That should be like your alter ego with this fancy hairdo you got going. Yes, you know, like talk like that. <laughs> I want you to continue that through the show. Talk like Reginald Badback the Third. Okay, <laughs> shut it up. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's get let's get through these plugs. All right. So this show is brought to you by Fatty Z Musky Products. FattyZMusky.com. That is the website which has been very busy for rod holders. And uh, Charlie can attest to that. He sees a box of stuff that's going to be heading out here, hopefully tomorrow. If not Monday, raw, let's see, Bates. Um, I'm pretty sure that Muskie Tackle Online has everything up and going. And for exclusive colors, what might be left, check out Team Rhino Outdoors. I'm still setting up tons and tons and tons of boats because, you know what it is, it's fall and nothing's better than fall fatties on trolling gear you got to hit all the we're giving charlie here like the 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 ins and outs of the secrets and stuff you got to hit the buzzwords fall fatties and uh, quality setups and uh stuff like that well anyways i'm rambling so with that being said if you need help with a boat setup by all means come and uh ask questions i'm free to answer them i have no problem recommending any other brand if i feel it's better for you so with that being said, Muddy Creek, how are you? Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishandguides.com. Give us a call. Uh, come fish with myself or Todd. My 2021 books are open. If you know when you're coming up in 2021, uh, get a hold of me. Email, text, call, whatever it is. Um, full for the rest of the season. I might go into the third week of November. Look in the book, 16, 17, and 19 will be done uh, up here at the beautiful Chautauqua Lake. We are transitioning into fall. Um, Hit the buzzwords. Fall fatties. And, Banging uh, fish, super, baby. 
excited about that. Crushing yes. front hooks. Big sexy. Crushing front That's hooks. right. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But um, get a hold of us. I'll be starting up in Pennsylvania uh, April, May, and uh, going all the way till the end of November. And uh, if you do come out and fish with us, big shout out Ranger Boats. Big shout out to Big Sports Center. Um, check them out for service. Uh, purchases, Starcraft, Star Worlds, Tritons, used inventory. Um, and if you're buying a boat, buy it now. The uh, production is not meeting up with the demand. So if you want a boat for 2021, get on the horse quick. Um, I got a question for you. Check that out. Uh, if you're starting up early in Pennsylvania season, are you going to have your new boat by then? Uh, I will have a boat. You know, if if I don't, if mine's not forecasted to come in by then, I will be in the same boat. Okay, because well, when you said I will have a boat, I didn't know if somehow yeah. um, I uh, yeah, this is off, all offered my boat up to you without actually offering. No, but if I ever did need it, I would take it. I, that's what I was just at least without, we found out without, here, right? Without you ever, without, I mean, you don't have a say, no matter. He's still fishing out of a ranger, too, that way. Oh, I'm the OG in the ranger front here. You are. Um, you certainly are. Um, and uh, shout out to St. Croix Rods, best rods on earth. Uh, check them out. They're not breaking on me this year. Give them a fair shake. Mostly made in the USA. Big shout out. Perfect. And big shout out to Extreme Quality Sound. Check them out for <laughs> not just quality sound, but extreme quality sound. If if you like what you're hearing here, it's come from, from Extreme Quality Sound. <laughs> Look up uh, Reginald for that. <laughs> yeah, Reginald busted back the third or whatever. <laughs> Reginald bad the, back. That's what it was. I was going to say Reginald backbone, but I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> Reginald back. That's terrible. Reginald Bad back the third. Extreme quality sound was something that uh, while we were getting set up and I was running line levels, um, it somehow came something silly. So don't look them up because you, you literally might find something. I don't hey, know. Hey, there probably is. <laughs> and hopefully they're not seeing the ABCs. Yeah. <laughs> I should not have recorded that. <laughs> it's better for everybody that it quality. did. <laughs> extreme. All right, uh, Muskie Zinc. I'm going to let Charlie talk a little bit about Muskie Zinc. Cause, oh man! I mean, I come on, you're involved in it. Tell me, tell me what you're. I mean, because that's pretty much I roped him in. Let's just be honest with you. I set him up big time. I pushed. Charlie wanted a couple rod holders like six weeks ago, and I'm just like, you know what? Now's not the time. I'm going to wait. Hunting's too important. Well, that and also. Hey, I'm in Erie right now. Can I pick them up right now? And I'm like, well, I'm mowing the grass. <laughs> <laughs> and then by the time I respond, I'm in Pittsburgh again. This cream soda tastes delicious. I don't want to get off the couch. Yeah, that wasn't the conversation. <laughs> and uh, so finally it worked out to where he was visiting friends or dropping friends off or doing something. And uh, the crazy thing was uh, this guy lives like, 2.2 miles from me. Yeah, a whopping five minutes. 
five minutes. So uh, I pushed him back another half hour from meeting up, and I said, by the way, would you be interested? That's how we got Charlie in on this. Um, but what really stemmed it was back at the uh, Muskie Max 2020, uh, there was some uh, lively discussion we had at a sports bar, and uh, there was some good laughs to be had. That was one where, if anyone remembers, Joel was talking about some bad ombres, yeah. and you were in on that bad ombre group, that corner booth. Yeah, unfortunately, one way or another, if you depending on how you look at it. That's right. So he's kind of been kind of been around. I've seen you in a lot of people's boats this summer on Facebook. So. Making your rounds? Yeah, I've been taking a bunch of people out, too. I've got a bunch of guys that just friends that taking them out this year. I put them on their first fish, and it's kind of neat seeing that. or getting guys started into it, even, and mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. catch one. and Next thing you know, they're going to be getting the boat and yep. getting baits and spending all their money and time and effort. And getting divorced. That's not the goal, but <laughs> it does happen. Uh, so, anyways... You're part of Muskie's Inc. So tell us from an insider. Not you're not just a member. You're like someone that pushes the pen. Yeah, I'm the secretary. I take keep track of the minutes for the meetings. And, okay, so uh, kind of keep ask a flow you. to the meeting that way. All right, so tell me what the minutes are. When people talk about that, I, I think of like the Seinfeld episode where it's just a write off. He's just going <laughs> to write it off. The post office when he was Jimmy in the... Uh, I kind of remember that one. My my buddy in college, that's all he ever watched was just signed. We'd be working and all that would be on the TV in the background was just Seinfeld DVDs. Okay. So that Seinfeld stuff is uh, hits home pretty hard from that, from what I can remember. I'm pushing some buttons, least. huh? Some sensitive <laughs> memories. Some memories, yeah. <laughs> one way or another. Um, so what the minutes are is it, it's a kind of like a, a rough outline to carry along the meeting um that way it's all it all goes in the same format same routine over and over and it's easy for everybody to track what's been going on new stuff that's happening stuff that's kind of been on the back burner um we get a treasurer report every month from joe Howe. he's also he's our vice president and treasurer Mm-hmm. And uh, then just new business and old business, and then we even open it up at the end for anybody to have any comments on it or ideas or stuff like that. And you take notes. Yeah, I take notes for all that, type up a whole sheet, so if you come to the meeting, you actually can pull a little piece of paper, write other notes on there in case there are some people that aren't afraid are afraid to talk in front of other people or don't necessarily think their idea might be that great. They can always just write it on the paper and hand it in at the end of the meeting to Joel, Joe, or I, and we'll... Take okay. it into account. So you just have like a rough outline, like you learned how to take notes in fifth grade. Pretty much. Like the number one something, and then you go A, B, C. And yeah, it, it goes like treasurer's report, and then we got old business because that's what happened what's in the happened past. past. And then you go to new business, and you have all different kind of bullet points under each of those. And, and you discuss it, take some notes, yeah. you collect from the Anybody's group. Anybody's opinions. Yeah. Okay. I've been doing that forever. I did that even back when I used to be a bass fisherman in wow. high school. We've all made our mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, not good. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, obviously, that's something you kind of enjoy doing. It, you're a part of it. You're not necessarily front and center, but you're a notable person. I think it's nice that that's it's an easy way for, too, for guys end. to keep track of stuff. 
easier mm-hmm. the like what's going on in the club like joel and i can just send the minutes to joel and joe can joel can just blast them out in the email and guys can just look back at those same emails and say oh this must have got taken care of even though i couldn't make it to a meeting or i'm kind of interested in what this new business thing is maybe i'll try and make it to a meeting because my opinion trying to get to these meetings if you have time you'll meet some great people and you'll actually get more out of it than just what we do working with the fisheries and stuff like that to make musky fishing better in PA. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, right then and there, that was a great little thing uh, for anyone that didn't pick that up. Just going to the meetings and networking there is, that's like a side benefit almost. Uh, to me, that is the number one benefit in my opinion, because that's where I have gotten the most out of. Mm-hmm. Um I met some great guys. I've been around a while past presidents like Jim Burr. Mm-hmm. Um, he was actually the first guy I ever talked to and kind of hearing even the fishing with him and hearing the history of how like he and Dale Wiley all got started musky fishing up in Canada and around here. That's cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. The guy I fish with the most, Evan Shaw's he, uh, I met him at the swap, uh, the little lure sale and swap and, then I found out he lived 10 minutes from me, and I was like, hey, let's go fishing sometime. So, And then even talking, meeting Ryan Reed at the meetings and stuff, and we go fishing and talk a bunch. It's just that's where I've gotten the most out of it mm-hmm. on a personal level. Right there. Go to your meetings. I'm a member. That's a little bit far for me to drive to go to the meetings. I agree. From okay. up here, it is. <laughs> you get a pass on that one. So that's that's cool. So – that's one thing like we I've never been to a meeting for obvious reasons and I can't speak from experience on that. And I know Todd, he was like one of the forefathers of the of the club, so you know, I don't want to say he had little to gain from it because obviously I think anyone can gain anything, but um someone that's maybe fresh, wet behind the ears, cutting their teeth could come in and like you said, you know, I don't know how often Dale would go to a meeting. I know he donates some stuff. I mean, he might have at one time back in the day, but you're talking to Jim Burr. Jim Burr and Dale, and you can then get the backdoor history of all yeah. this stuff. And that's kind of neat stuff because I think every like club has those guys like, oh, these are the old timers. And, and you can kind of hear them. And, you know, just because they're old timers doesn't mean that, you know, they have wooden teeth and all this stuff like that. There. Well, it does, but it doesn't mean you have to be afraid of them either. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Point. But it's it's kind of neat. It puts you on an approachable level with these people. Yeah. So, very cool. Now, talk a little bit more about these meetings. About about how often on a normal year is a meeting? Once a month? Once a month. Um, we take the summers off because we know more guys are fishing or mm-hmm. have family vacations and stuff like that going on. Um. We usually have like a little cookout in summertime, but obviously with a normal year, yeah, <laughs> a normal year, a normal year. And then uh, the one big thing I know, at least in 16, is the um, Christmas party. Yeah, the holiday party is great. That was, That's a lot of fun. Um, I know we've brought a speaker. I had somebody do a little presentation the last two years. Mm-hmm. This last one was incredibly well attended. I think there was like six, five. High 50s, low 60s, and people there. Mm-hmm. So it was 
really cool just to see everybody. I mean, more people than you, you get more of a chance to talk to them. You might see somebody at a tournament and think, oh, they did better than I did in that tournament. Let me talk to them and see what they did different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they cheated. That's always the correct answer. <laughs> 100%. So aside from learning how people get away with cheating, um, did, do you, have you seen a positive uptick in like people attending the meetings and stuff? Because when I when I would hear like like some meetings that I would have attended, this is going through my history, were a couple township meetings for some like township legislation stuff. Oh god, that is boring as hell. Well, not when you can open up ATVs for road use legally on. Oh, that'd be that'd be kind of so, cool. So yeah, when we got like. 20 miles of township road opened up. Yeah, I wanted to be forefront there and not have the cops called on me for going from one trail to the other. So that's why I was there. So it wasn't terribly boring. But it's usually just the people that kind of have to be there, like the supervisors or, in like your case, secretary, treasurer, president, vice president. So do you normally get a, a decent turnout? And ha- So I've even been seeing an uptick in that. Like last year with... Uh... 2019 really being my first year in the club, like going to meetings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It, the few that I what the ones that I went to, there wasn't a lot of guys and it was typically like all the same, like 18 or 20 guys, 22, two dozen guys. Mm-hmm. There seems to be getting upper twenties towards that three dozen now mm-hmm. before all this craziness happened. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one, we didn't expect many because it was, a few days after musky max so we pretty much saw everybody at musky max and mm-hmm. it was like right everybody talked there <laughs> as opposed to a lot of talking yeah. goes on at that show yeah one of the many things yes some people like to throw nice nerf footballs over several rows of booths i still um, never saw any that. of that happening i know throw them up on the upper track have the people then throw them down like some rock concert you need to start people. playing hockey next time yeah, if you want to watch me fall on my face. <laughs> Doing that is way bit better than like talking about how you raised a big fish on a rubber bait once. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you take footballs and throw them. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about that time in open water? <sighs> Good old Whoa. Sandy came up, flapped her tail at me. Shoulders. We, we call her Methuselah. Shoulders. That's all I do is cast. Yes. Really? Big fish. Three feet from the dorsal to the tail. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. That's where the next state record's going to come out of. You say, oh, my God. Absolutely. I know what I know what acre of water she calls her home range in. I know where she's at. I've been hunting her for a couple of years. That's right. All right. Anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> Okay, uh, before we get too far, I, I, I didn't want to get too far off track. Uh, Fall Family Fishing Derby, that's coming up very soon. Saturday, September 26th, Caesar Creek State Park. Getting put on by the Baptist Church of Wilmington. Uh, you can call Matt Richardson at 937-369-5285 for more information and register at fishdonkey.com. Uh, Extreme Musky Lures, Central Ohio Chapter of Muskies, Inc., Lungeon Lures, BNN, Customs, those are all sponsors here, at least from what I'm seeing. If you're in the area, 
by all means, uh, sign up, join, do whatever you need to do. It's for a good cause, and it's a family-friendly event. It is a fishing derby. They will have a muskies uh, category. And I have another one. Uh, this came from the Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance, Chapter 64. Uh, I'm not going to read it because it says, Can you promote? Of course I can. The Beast of the East Fly Fishing Tournament. It is Friday, October 9th, Saturday, October 10th. Waters will include approximately 74 miles of the Allegheny River from Kinzu Dam to Franklin, Tynesta Lake, and Tynesta Outflow. Top three teams will win cash prizes. The three biggest fish win physical prizes. I don't know if that means that's a hug or like... A boxing match. It very well could be. Nine rounds of bare-knuckle boxing. Three biggest fish. There you go. More information on Facebook. Matt, I know we went off course on that. I'm just reading and we're having fun. Um, more information on Facebook at Beast of the East Musky Fly Fishing or email nvmainc at gmail.com. That is the abbreviation for Nittany Valley Musky Alliance, Inc. Pre-register ends 925, so hurry up. Don't slack. Perfect. Okay, that was a little more Muskie's Inc. stuff, so I'm not too horrible at this job. Okay. We could find your position. Can you? I'm sure we could. I mean, I'm sure we can find one, but I don't think I can find the time. <laughs> so let's um, let's let's go back. Now you said that you were a, a, a bass guy. Yeah, like big bass guy, or because when I hear people say I bass fish, I could be like, okay, so you just fish for fish, and you're happy when you catch a bass. No, like I used to run. I used to go into tournaments like every weekend, take my boat for even like kids tournaments once a weekend, take a couple like a, we had a a junior club associated with our club. Mm -hmm. So I would always volunteer my boat to be one that to have two kids fishing out of the boat for their tournament. I would just be there literally just running the boat, not even fishing just because that's what somebody did for me at that point. When I was in the junior club, like run the boat, like you start to start the motor and drive it, or you're like dropping the bow mount, drive it, running the trolling motor, keeping them in certain areas and stuff like that. Just are they giving you instructions like I want to go closer this way, or are you just like shut up, kid? And it, you're doing it depends. It there were kids that would do it themselves. Even I would just sit, sit down in the seat and watch them and kind of take a snooze at times until they yell, "Get the net." <laughs> Get, Get it yourself. If, if they Get. were comfortable doing it, and I didn't think they were going to run the damn thing up on rocks or anything like that, I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So they got to learn somehow. Yep. And that was on your 2016 Comanche. <laughs> no, that was on a uh, 01 Javelin. Okay. Yeah, just a little 18 foot. Probably fished real nice. One fifteen. Yeah, it was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I kind of like my my Alumacraft better just overall now, mm-hmm. but don't regret getting that. But the Javelin could get in some skinnier water, which was... It is amazing how different hull designs and like the stability of platforms and stuff. And bass boats are incredibly stable to cast out of. They're great to push up streams also. If you jump out and push them up rapids, they're a lot easier. to They move up easier than... <laughs> yeah, you can draft in like four inches <laughs> yeah. of water. But... Yeah, I've taken that. I took that place as probably jet boats should only go, but... You don't have that boat no more, so you no. can talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not my problem anymore. <laughs> That's funny. So, okay, so you 
you were active in that community. And I mean, like, were you the guy that's out there with 12 rods on the thing? And yeah. you got the jig, Each you got one the frog, up, you got special the... line, special reel gear ratio. Kind of like, yeah. Kind of like the overthinkers of musky fishing. Yeah. Okay. So I have a question. Go for it. Shut up. Um, okay. <laughs> continue, Vance. Keep, no, keep going. I don't want to. I don't want to. I should have said it. yes, Reginald. Oh yes, okay. I, I didn't address you properly. I wanted to uh, see how that transitioned into the musky world for you. Getting off of the bass top topic, when did you set down uh, the bass stuff and? transition into musky fishing and when you did did you bring over that mindset of gotta have one rod for lure you know this is my spinner rod this is my crankbait rod this is my jerkbait rod this is my whatever rubber rod so i'll answer that one first because the answer to that is no <laughs> i have you sold everything you had of bass fishing and you could buy one rod and real musky combo. I, I donated all my bass fishing stuff some of my stuff to the the junior club that i used to belong to and then also some of it to um uh well i guess my now what would that be niece my wife's niece and nephews nephews so that would be that would be in-laws, but you just call them your niece and nephew. Okay, I guess. Yeah, I guess I can just call them that now. Yep. Sorry, I'm new. I'm used not used to this uh, wedding stuff. So, two. It's like it's two not weeks. your wedding right now, is no, it? No, no, no. As far as I know, I don't think we swing that way, Andy. But okay, I, I don't think we're set up for that here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm it's not your wedding now. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're like I'm not used to this. You keep looking it's at your. It's been hand. like three three weeks, I think. So you, you can't I'm still forget not this soon. Used to... This is not good. You cannot forget this quickly. I'm going on next Saturday. Well, it's is the 11 terminology. Years. I don't know any of the terminology yet. How it's proper, <laughs> or what's wrong, or how to. I used to just. It's call still them. it's still weird calling her wife. It does wife. feel very weird. Yeah. yeah. Pretty soon it's going to be like yeah the wife. <laughs> but yeah, I so I gave some of the stuff to. I guess my nephews now to just leave at camp so that they can use for bass fishing and stuff like that too. So I still have a lot of the rods and stuff. I mean, some of those bait casts. So you just handed down some Daiwa Stees on, uh, you know, some, some nice spinning reels. I kept the bait casters because they're too young to really. Oh, you, you have to give them that so that you can watch them ruin it in (laughs) front of you. That sounds terrible. That sounds terrible. Vance on, uh, your younglings in the family, have you seen them tear your stuff apart just to you just cringing? My younglings? Younglings, yes, that's right, because that's what you uh, killed, younglings. Is this a joke that I don't have kids? No, I'm talking about your sister's kids, your nieces and nephews and stuff like that. Have oh, you... my God, yeah. I, so I put them um, on the boat like two weeks ago. And, uh, I was, uh, fishing with Hans, man, the carver, and I wanted a couple, uh, small tubes, jigging tubes, and he brought some down for me and, um, gave me like six tubes. Kids wanted to see the boat. I stopped over and see my family after a charter at their lake house and kids get up in the boat. They go right for that rubber and they rip it right apart. Oh my God. <laughs> It's like yeah. dogs to a new chew toy, pretty much. So the one, the one's like not even a year and a half, and uh, the other one's like 
almost five and i was like oh the year and a half year old like okay i understand that the five-year-old definitely won't do it they both did it and they do it with with just there's no second thought there it is just destroyed mm-hmm. you don't need hand, hand it back to you and they're like give like, me another one that isn't broken loser i'm like uh yeah see i, I can't do that yet <laughs> yeah well that's why i'm like you're handing over some good stuff it don't matter and so it's interesting on on that front i mean we're going to go way off topic on this when you want to get kids into fishing, you tend to buy them. And my wife, she gave me some crap about this. You go buy the Snoopy rod or whatever, or whatever the kids want. You go and pick out that rod. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and watch them get frustrated with a $9.99 Walmart piece of junk because I'm going to get mad at it. Yep. They're going to lose their interest because I'm just sitting there just grumbling at this. But you also, at the same token, you can't spend like, here's a $100 combo, kiddo. And they're going to be like, oh, look, and jam it in the ground, and look how far it snapped. Oh, okay, well, we'll just go ahead and tie a new eyelid on this thing. It's just two feet shorter now, and um, it's it's a tough thing because if you have junk equipment, you're not going to stick with stuff very long if you are if you think this is stupid. Uh, everything always breaks. Yeah, I've always – that's why one of the things I've always tried to do every time I have, like, a family or, like, a friend that has kids – I try to give them like a, a smaller spinning rod, even because it's more forgiving. You can at least cut the line off easier if they're if like because my buddies don't even like all my friends don't always aren't the most versed in fishing. So at least being able to see the line, see where the knot is, they can just cut it out and then just pull it right through the threads for the the eyes mm-hmm. for the kids, and bam, they're right back at it. It's easier from that perspective for them too mm-hmm. than. Because I've seen them get frustrated with their kids with the Snoopy rods, and they go up there and they're flailing it around trying to get it to go out, and, and, and more pissed off than the kid. Oh my gosh! And there's just a just a nightmare underneath that cover. Yep. It might be smiles and all that stuff on the outside, but it's it's dark inside. Demons. Inside I got the uh, like, so I don't have to do that stuff. Like you know, here comes Uncle Boomy coming over. <laughs> it's time to fish, and I'm like, well, I've just done this for. A thousand days in a row, I do not want to bait a hook or any of that crap right now. But I got my nephew to be more interested in setting a chum line for a big muskie to come in rather than actually fishing for perch. So okay, we so, will like we'll take like so you tricked the kid. <laughs> yeah, I said we got to start a chum line. That's fantastic. He, we started watching Jaws. And he's like obsessed with Clint now, kind of like how I was. And that's one of the lines you got to get three good miles on that chum line. So we'll take like leftover garbage, corn on the cob, bag of bread, and we'll throw it into the lake. Shoe boxes to entice, and... and to entice the muskie to come in. Now I, I and then I'll just sit there and I... I'm just say. Like, Start that chum line again. We got to get three good miles on them. Okay, for all the young parents out there that might not have a kid old enough that will rip your house apart, Vance has discovered what you need to do, and that is come up with an activity that takes a few minutes so you can sit back and breathe and not want to shake them. However, I have to ask you a very serious question, Vance. Good. What day or when do you feel you're going to have to break their heart that 
what you're doing is really not how you musky fish. <laughs> like, well, this is when he's sitting there telling all his friends at school and stuff, this is how you do it. And and they're going to look really bad. <laughs> uh, I'll give it another. I'll, gi- I'll give them to like first or second grade. <laughs> Chum yeah. line. And, uh, well, what do muskies eat, little kid? Well, they like corn on the cob and hot dog buns. That's what... <laughs> garbage <laughs> the banana peels are fantastic <laughs> just don't drop them on the ground because yeah. you will slip and fall no I mean, one in history mashed, has we done put mashed potatoes in there we oh put gosh. uh just like supper? steak gristle are you sure you weren't oh, carp yeah. fishing yeah it's i mean it was good <laughs> was there a bow and arrow involved with a little reel on it <laughs> i only wish but yeah, that's, uh, that's how I did it. Pretty cool. Okay, Captain Chumline. Yep, Bartholomew Badback the Third or something. Reginald Badback the Third. Okay, I didn't know if that had something to do with being a linebacker um, with the backs in there. Anyways, continue. Continue. All right, so you're all into bass, and at what point were you like? You know, these bass are stupid. It just got, I was fishing so many tournaments that it just got to the point of where it was like a little too political and I had some sponsors, but it was like, it was just like, it really wasn't like money sponsorship. It was like product sponsorship. Like if I like showed them that I placed exposition out of X many guys or percent wise out of a tournament, I would get whatever products up product value from Mm -hmm. them. Um, and then it was like to the point of where it was like to take the next step and do like the semi pro, pro I get, yeah. Where you step, I just decided I was just thought I didn't want to deal with the politics of it all anymore. And that was that. Okay. And then I really didn't even feel like bass fishing after that. Like it just became annoying. It ruined it. It sucked it, the it life did, out of yeah, it. Yeah. Just completely like drained it all. Okay. And I think, I think the. The the key moment was I had a tournament and it was Fourth of July weekend. Like the fourth was on like Monday, so we had but we had a tournament on like which would be like the second, which would be Saturday. Which is not a smart move. It, it's not. It's it's a terrible idea. Okay, <laughs> but they did it, so I was like, well, I'll enter it. And I remember dr- fishing that t- tournament. I woke up at 2.30 in the morning on Saturday to go drive there after getting home at midnight from work. So I got two and a half hours of sleep. Oh, that's one way to look at it back now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I left there, and I drove 300 miles to go to my buddy's camp after that tournament to have a couple of beers with my buddies to only drive back home the next day because I worked on 4th of July. And, and that, that was when I was like, I put that much effort into the weekend when all I wanted to do was have a beer with my buddies. Mm-hmm. And this got in the way of it. And I was 22 at the time. And I'm like, that's it. That was the straw that burnt the camel's back. Okay. And, I mean, apparently if you were getting product sponsors and stuff like that just from local regional stuff, you, you must have been pretty decent. I mean, I, I don't know maybe I really sucked at bass fishing, but I struggled to catch one over 14 inches. Like if you got one over 14 inches in this area, 
you were doing something. There was always like a fish like that. Plus, like I'd always have like a limit plus like a 16, 18 inch minimum typically on the lakes. And to, I mean, even though you just did a lot better than me, that still sucks. Yeah. When you're like, well, it, when you're fighting over that quarter of an inch, which the, actually, that's what it was a lot. The, the quality of the fish around here when I was doing it, just, it just wasn't, especially on the rivers you were fishing. You're trying the, to catch small. The mouth. guy who taught caught, a 13, three 13 and a halfs and two 12 and a halfs was the guy that won the tournament back then. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't, I mean, electronics have changed that approach a ton, mm-hmm. but I can't imagine what I like the thought of going out now with using like side imaging and stuff. Now it, it kind of makes me want to go out, but I'm like, I'd have to stop chasing muskies and I ain't doing that. It, it's not it, nearly as exciting. <laughs> right. It's like taking a huge pay cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, even when we get one when we're bass fishing, I'm like, you see that big flash, and then you set the hook, and it comes with you, and you're like, son of a... Mm-hmm. Even though it's an 18, 20-inch largemouth, you're like, this sucks. Can I just... Like, can you just throw it off in the water? <laughs> throw the hook? Yeah. What was it? The opening scene in, like, Bad Fish Outdoors 3, a DVD from, like, 10, 15 years ago. It was funny. Like, they were filming. I don't necessarily agree with this approach. They're filming like, oh, yes, we finally got one. They're fighting. They're like, oh, no, it's a pike. And the guy gets, he goes, well, and he just back casts with the pike and goes forward. And the bait goes forward. <laughs> you don't know where the pike goes, but obviously you know what happens. That's he, fantastic. He, he didn't even take the effort to try to unhook it. He just did the next cast. And, uh, yeah. That's about where I'm at with bass now. Yeah. I mean, there were some lakes, like, especially depending on the time of year, like, Shenango was a great lake. Our springtime tournaments that we would do, like, paper tournaments, you don't even use measure the fish and throw them back in just like we do now. There was not even live wells involved. No weighing. Um, Typically, the winner of that one would always have, like, at least one fish around 20, and then everything else would be 16 inches or better. Okay, so that's a measure of a good lake around yeah, here. Yeah, like Shenango was like one of my favorite lakes, and then Erie's always... Well, Gearman's knocking down seven pounders. Yeah, that that's a ridiculous lake. That that lake mm-hmm. is just insane. But it, it's... I hated fishing that one because when I... It was... Everybody would just drift fish tubes or drift fish... Uh, there's a lot of luck involved in yeah. that because there's a lot of productive <laughs> area. Yeah. And there's... You want to fish a whole reef, but a reef is... 300 yards wide it could be it's measured in tens of acres yeah Yeah. incredible and then then all of a sudden you got kicked in the nuts and said i'm changing gears well what happened was is i actually started so i started dating my now wife and her dad had always talked about how they went to canada musky fishing and i'm like well i have a couple bucktails and i had a musky top water and i'm like well we were up at camp and I'm like, well, let's go after dinner the one night. I was like, let's go. I, so her dad and her brother jumped in the boat with me. We went down and we're cast and I'm throwing a little bucktail. I didn't know to figure eight stuff back then. I heard of people talking. You hear through the grapevines what a figure eight is when you're a bass guy, but you, you have don't, no you got idea. 60 inches under the dock. You don't need <laughs> yeah. this stuff. And, and all of a sudden one comes scorching up at it. It literally, I pull the bucktail out and the half of the fish comes out of the water. Like it her, wanted it. it. It wanted it bad. And her brother's sitting in the seat, like kind of 
feet kicked up on the front deck, like right there. He thought it was going to jump in the boat with him. He like jumped up and was like ready to catch the damn thing. Okay. <laughs> like come to Papa. Yeah. And then after that, he got all fired up, was digging through her dad's tackle box to throw, tell him what to throw and stuff like that. And it just. He turns into a coach now. Yeah. And then I just started Googling musky clubs because I knew there were bass clubs. So I'm like, well, you were there has fresh to be on a, a musky bass, club. A fresh on a bass breakup. Well, here. I was like five four four or five years actually yeah okay i went dabbled in walleye dabbled you were in drifting fit. around yeah. aimlessly i was looking for my home i was okay. looking for that, that you were you were lost in the rain yeah. with a broken heart <laughs> yeah and uh and yeah it just i found muskies ain't googled it and just joined and then here you are joel sent an email saying thanks for joining and here's when the club meets come on and you went there with your pad and paper and you're like Man, it'd be really nice if I could just organize these thoughts. <laughs> no, it was I was a lot more shy. I think I talked to like two or three guys for probably the first five or six meetings I went to. Like I'm I'm typically not really an outspoken or outgoing person unless I know somebody or have something in common with them that I can talk about. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have the musky fishing experience then, so I'm kind of just like <laughs> I kind of want to learn a little, but I don't know how to approach any of these guys aside from yet. So I'm going to fake it till I make it. Yeah, Put me and, on the committee. And a lot of the guys that I talked to didn't care that I've never, that I'd never like really mm -hmm. caught one fishing for them. I mean, I caught a couple while I was doing uh, other incidental stuff. Incidental catches. Yeah. yeah. But so, I mean, it was just, it just took off from there and yeah, now I fish almost every weekend with Evan and stuff like that, just from buying one silly bait and finding out where he lived. And I was like, hey, let's go fishing sometime. Can we be friends? <laughs> it kind of just <laughs> took off into that. But one casting pole, yes? I, I have two. Two is a good number. I have two. I have mm -hmm. one heavier one and then one shorter, lighter one. For Do you have a fly rod? Not for musky. Do you have a spinning rod? Yes. If you're going for the GMSGS. I do have a spinning rod. I have two, actually, <laughs> that I use for certain. God, say it. We can. We still throw spoons. I'm going to tell you what. I've, <laughs> I there is, there is a soft spot in my heart for spoons because if you want a bait that's going to be really hard to wear out, a piece <laughs> of metal is very hard. Lasts forever. You can beat it off of whatever you want. Pretty much. It's a piece of metal. And they catch fish. It absolutely works great. But you don't see anybody hardly using them anymore. I know. And that's, I've talked about, I don't know, Vance, have I ever talked to you about maybe trying to, you know, paint up some spoons or something like that and, and actually like bringing back a musky spoon? Painting is yeah, you're, fancy. We giggle at spoon plugs and stuff. Yeah. But think about jerk baiting those things, especially you get a real <laughs> light one that flutters a lot. That would be interesting. Cast it out, you rip it, that thing's just down there just wiggling and shaking and shimmering and when you stop it does like a little back flying lure deal or how oh. about when it pauses in the water and it shimmers just sitting there and that's what triggers the strike mm -hmm. and i thought about you know putting like two hooks on it almost like crankbait style and just because all you're looking for is like a wiggle a shimmy a shake yeah, and a, and a flutter and stuff like that and ain't that hard i mean you look at some of these things you just bend them like a banana I got a fishing story. Let's hear so, it. So I, I had a, uh, did I tell the fly fishing story yet? Uh, I heard a little bit about it. But not on this show. I don't believe so. Okay. So 
my man, he comes up, he always wants to catch one on the fly. And um, he books every year, comes up fly fishing. And uh, I was pretty confident uh, that it was going to happen. But he's always like, you know, I really want to do this, but I, I, I'll throw conventional gear if it's, if it's not working. When you come up here and I have a fly fish charter, day before dead flat calm, day of fly fishing, gale force wind. All the time. Mm-hmm. I've never had perfect fly fishing conditions. Um, so it limits you on where you can fish. You really have to search the lake. Uh, I mean, you're already handicapped going into this, but continue. True. Yeah. So, um, but this guy's probably the best fly fisherman I've ever been with, uh, to get distance, even in some wind. Uh, so are we drifting across a bay and, um, he had the perfect line. He had great flies, uh, halfway through the, the charter though, I did, uh, Notice that he was using barbless ones at points. And I said, you cannot do that. You cannot. Why? He was like, well, that's just what I bought. I was like, well, that's the dumbest thing ever. I was like, if you do hook up <laughs> and that fish gets off, like you're going to, you're going to kick yourself in the ass because you didn't have a barb on it. And, you know, you uh, made a mistake when your guide says that's the stupidest thing ever, but go ahead. Yeah. I level with them. And, um, so he brings a buddy along who's also a skilled fly fisherman. And, um, I like, I cleaned out all the boats, all all, my boat was just pristine. There was no lures on the dash, which is a rarity. Uh, every rod was put away. Um, and it was just a nice platform again. It was wonderful. Um, but I sat there and positioned the boat and I had, I just like subtly had a conventional rod and reel in my hand the entire time. Like it materialized. Everything was put away. Poof. For the first time all summer, you have different Mm -hmm. shades of carpet from the, from the shadows produced from the sun. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Everything was put, put away except for one casting rod with the tranks and the big dog from St. Croix on it. And uh, fastened to that was an eight-inch mud puppy raptor. And I kind of used that as like a walking stick around the boat, you know, because I'm Reginald Badback III. And his buddy the took a break finally. The think that Captain Pegleg is up above him. There has like, to be a limp going on. Like, dude, yar. carrying everybody. Yar, you get scurvy yeah. out here. So... I take like 20 casts while his buddy's taking a break and catch a 45 right at the boat side. What what does the buddy think? They'd say like, holy crap, that's a giant. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's it's nice. Nice fish. And I reach down with the bogan and I unhook it. And they're like, what the? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, just saying. (laughs) this is here if you want to do that i just want to let you know the fish are here you know he had a follow um and all that good like prior in the day but did you have the chum slip behind you 
I had to chump. <laughs> he chum didn't out. tell anybody. He was throwing out Cool Ranch Doritos guys, while drifting. These, <laughs> these guys also come out like the first time they ever came out. We did conventionally cast, and they caught eight that day. And on my first cast, when I was teaching them how to use the jerk bait, I caught one. Okay. I was like, so. I'm like, all right, so we're going to drift this weed line down. I want you you know, put the wind to your back, and we're going to cast this way. I cast it out, and I'm like, what you do is you reel and you pop, and I just I hit one. And they were like, what the hell? So they've they've done really good, and they've caught, they've caught big ones casting with me, like 49s and 48s and stuff like that. They're very skilled fishermen, but they don't want to do it. Makes sense. They, I mean, why they, would you want to they, be successful in life? They want to chase the unicorn. They don't, they don't want to. They didn't want to do it. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I did that. Let it go. And now the buddy gets the buddy gets up back into his casting position, and he's using the fly. And he's like, "Give me that rod. Let me take a couple. I gotta take a break." <laughs> you just got off a break, buddy. Yep. Pick a well, team. Honestly, N- needed the Bengay for their shoulders. <laughs> I think I could get, I could get like legitimately four to five casts per one. That's 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 extreme like odds in your favor. Yeah, absolutely. When you're doing it conventionally, and it is easier on you. That is stripping and stuff like that when you're fly fishing on a lake. It is. Oh, I thought you were talking about making money, but okay. It's 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 daunting. So the guy's like, give, give me that, that rod, you know, that rod and reel combo, blah, blah, blah. I hand it to him. The other guy's giving him shit. He's like, everybody can catch him on that. And he catches one in the second cast. On the, on the, on your Raptor rod. On the Raptor. And he's, and the kid's just like, son of a bitch. He's like, see, that's too easy. And he eventually goes throughout the day and continues to fish and has follows and, he is, uh, had follows. <laughs> that makes for it. thin soup. Mm-hmm. It's hard to kill them when you only get to see them. I know. That's why you have the guy with that harpoon <laughs> or whatever. You're, mm-hmm. you're bow fishing in the chum lines. That was my fly fishing story. That happened like a, I don't know, right before the holiday. Okay. And Gear Man's here, not, not here to defend the old fly fishing. And because his argument would be that it's more effective. He tends no. to take that stance at certain times of the year, but I'm just going to throw him under the bus because he, what he did to us the last time. I would actually love to see that. Like I would love I just to see that I, in the I, boat I, at the same, like versus each other. Cause usually you do see like two fly fishermen or like two conventionals. Yeah. yeah. It'd be neat to see somebody, up against each other, like head to head battle. Yeah, kind of in the same boat, fishing the same water. Loser like... gets put to death. <laughs> My God, impaled by the the winner's rod. Yes, and then you are drugged behind the boat to make the, the winner's chum line. <laughs> you would. It just grade school t ball against the New York Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. I can see that on the lakes, but for some reason, it seems like there's guys that do decent in flowing water, like rivers, like shallower li- rivers, 
with yeah, real no well shit. With flies. I mean, that's it's, where it, you're ex- supposed to fish for. Yeah, yeah, it's extremely effective. Yeah. I mean, we joke, but it is, it is an extremely effective way. Um, but it does seem Chautauqua like, seems like a very difficult place to try to make that happen at times, like that deep water, like absolutely. that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, the deep wheat weed edges and stuff. They're down there, and they're such a start and stop reaction fish. You don't, I don't want follows. They keep you interested. I could care less. You know, you want the fish to hit. Can't take a picture you want a of a chance follow. at the, you can't, <laughs> you, you can't catch a, you know, a fish that followed. You catch the fish that bites, you know, mm. but can it happen? Absolutely. You know, you can catch them up here on the fly, fly rods. We've done it, but it just, uh, do you think it would have made a difference if you had the the good day that was prior? Like if, if you day. weren't because the good weather day when it was flat, calm, and everything was perfect. Do you think that would have helped those guys out? Um, from a stamina standpoint, yes, and that might have made them work a little bit more efficiently, um, and let that fly sink a little bit more, and just have more control. So, yes. Okay. Cause... Really, and it really happens. It happens at the boat. Whether it's 10 feet away or right at your feet, that's where it's going to happen. With, on this, like all the fly hookups have happened there uh, on my trips. So, if you're not getting blown over, if you're not drifting at like 0.7 miles an hour or one mile an hour, whatever it is, you can control that boat side. Uh, maneuvering a little bit better as what you know as opposed Mm -hmm. to just drifting over that spot you might have a a split second to you know run the deep figure eight one more time so that's my answer to that excellent story here's a question about that is it frustrating as a guide to like know that there's fish around like that and that what the people want to use they just is just not effective, like you're saying. Like, it's not efficient, as efficient as it could be. Yeah, I mean, that's... But, uh, you know, it's admirable uh, to, to see the dedication. I yeah. really like that. Um, but, like, when a guy wants to fly fish like that, if he's into it, I don't have a problem with it at all. Um, but if somebody is, like switching out lures and stuff and throwing some of their stuff and garbage that makes no sense, like throwing a giant rubber bait into the weeds and then coming back with weeds all over it the whole time. And I'm like, you, it's, you know, you're wasting your time, dude. Please set that down. I read an article in a, in a, in a muskie uh, publication years ago, and that technique is called the bulldog salad in that you throw the big giant rubber baits into the thick weeds and you rip them with the intensity and the, and the dedication to actually have them break free from the weeds. So you have to really give them a jerk to where if you're doing it right, if, and I can remember this article, the statistics were one in 10 casts come in clean. That's how you know you're doing it right. Gosh, <laughs> that is so. Are you serious? I swear to God, this is an old, 
old MH magazine. He's a numbers guy, so I would not. See, and that is just so stupid. One in ten times you're doing it right, and then out of one percent, ten percent of that, how many percent are coming back with a fish? You know, the 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 rationale was these fish are probably going to be eating fish that are in the weeds. So if your bait's in the weeds, they're going to eat some uh, weeds anyway. Like they're going to add a little bit of broccoli to their chicken. And uh, I don't know. But that was just an article way back when, when I was young and impressionable. And I remember the bulldog salad. I don't have shoulders for that. Most people don't. But I, I also back. To I also have brains. <laughs> to do that. But you got to so. keep in mind that back in those days, the bulldogs were not what people consider to be standard size baits. Now they were like the reasonable bulldogs, and oh, I'm holding okay. the, because, not the pounder. No, <laughs> I I don't even know what the names are because I've only owned, uh, I've only purchased one bulldog in my life, uh, though I do have two in my possession one of which you've seen in the museum, which that was one of the first things that you talked about was the Wiley collection. It is. And then the uh, the museum. Uh, I kind of brought that one up because it's more impressive than my Wiley collection. But Yeah, that is just like horrible, horrible. Uh, horrible. The pool dog salad is horrible advice. Uh, yeah, that's bad advice. <laughs> like you could do it on the edge but certainly not into the weeds that is just insane yeah i i would that would be like beating your you might as well just beat your head against the wall around here yeah. and there'll be people that are like oh hey i've done it you know sure yeah check out and this 38 prob- maybe they're probably <laughs> i mean I'm, yeah it's pro- i'm getting it's my probably, rotator cuff operated yeah. on next year but check yeah. out this 38 mm-hmm could it happen? Yes. Is it efficient? No. Or t- is does time go fast on the water? Absolutely. You have to be as efficient as you can. So, I wouldn't recommend that. That's good. Advice. You know what else is frustrating is when frustrating is when uh, you know fish like something that gets on my nerves. You know, fish are in this area, and they just won't go. Okay. Kind of like how when I had you out on for the half day, Charlie, I knew fish were down there and we got screwed. We saw and... them on imaging even. I mean, they were, they were up in the column. Yeah, I don't, I'd don't. i love to know why, how that happens because I'd, I'd just... rather not see them and then just think that they're just not moving that day or not moving at that time. I think they're, something... They weren't. It's like trout, you know. It was like, They were just like trout in the hole, you know. They weren't interested. Monday morning, Monday morning quarterback here. Uh, you should have probably thrown a fly at them, something they <laughs> haven't seen. That might have done it. <laughs> it very well could have. You know, that might have done it. Dropped anchor. Here's, a, her, here's her another interesting story. Like so Bulldog salad. Um, just a couple days ago, and my God, that I have a rough four days on the water just from a working standpoint. Um, but... I had this repeat client coming out and I was super excited and um, it was going to be an easy day on the water for me uh, just because you, you know, have a rapport with these people. Repeat, easy to talk to, understand the game. And uh, I wanted to go to this area because I was marking these enormous fish 
and was putting it like right on their heads and they were not going and I wasn't spending much time down there but I would go like during a minor or a major and try to get one of these fish to go and um so I texted the dude I'm like do you want to just catch them or do you want to swing for the fences and you know end up with you know try to get a personal best and he said swing for the fences and I'm like okay great you know that's normal this is also a normal musky hunt uh what i would what i would prefer to do is to go after the big one rather than the numbers you know and maybe hope uh that you get get a big one in in the boat um, but here's a spot it happens occasionally on this lake where you know there's giant fish there and it if you grind it out enough you know, they eventually can't take it. So I felt, you know, confident in the day that we could, we had a, probably a 50, 50 shot of getting one of these things to go. And, um, we start fishing. Nothing is happening for like five hours and it's a weed nightmare. The spots I want to fish where I'm marking, I can't access because there's just way too many weeds. And so I abandoned that plan and kind of uh, fish in and around that area. But I would say it was like a couple, two, three miles off uh, of that area, like praying for wind that it picks up and blows some of those surface weeds out of there. Um, And we were working our tails off, you know, until that time. I'm like, we have to take a break. Let's just get somewhere where there's clean water. If there's big fish there, we'll go back after them. There might be some down here too, you know, in this area. I get the wind. I'm able to work. And we have about like half day left in the charter. Um, and then... Once that happens, all that, you know, good jazz happens, ready to fish. We have to stop fishing. And you know why? Because somebody's flagging us down to tow them. And I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, why? Why now? Oh, jeez. Like, this can't, what, like, it's it's finally perfect. Why, why do I have to be a good person right now? Why did I have to see that? So You didn't just cover, like, the side of your face with your hand and be like, I don't see nothing, and you keep going. Well, I was like, is he waving at us? And the clients waved. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, he's being friendly. I was like, we should probably go check. On like, closer yeah. inspection, it was Todd, and you were contemplating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that's why I don't get those big motors. But um, so we tow this guy in, and we get back out, and now we have – even less Even time. Less time to fish, yes. And the wind is like huge now. It's the lake has just turned into a different lake. You got three footers, they're crashing over the bow. It's nuts. Sea's angry. And uh we're fishing. And I don't know if it's a transitional thing into this fall, but the fish at points are not hammering the baits. I was like, they're hitting like, like, like a catfish right now. Nipping, they're nip. They're not hitting hard. So any bite we get, 
you know, treat it as a big, like it's going to be a big fish because you never know. A little bit, little bit of time goes, goes by. We get in the area, marking fish. The rod starts going, uh, 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 uh. oh my gosh, shit, I think that's weeds. I'm like, no, this is a fish. I, I pick the rod up. I'm like, oh my God, it's a fish. Hand it off to the client. Uh, he starts reeling. And for some reason, the drag, the five-star thing on those little uh, Akumas we use, is all the way spun back. And the thing is just taking line now. Now it realizes it's hooked. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a board line, and it's just dragging way back there. I'm like, we got we to gotta tighten that. We got to tighten that. Stops for a second. I go down to tighten the drag, and this giant breaches. and doesn't breach too much because it's huge. It does a, like a complete breach and backflip and splash. I'm like, oh, shit. I was like, that's it. That's the one, you know. That's the one, and I was screaming the whole day. I'm like, We're getting, you're going to get one bigger than that Georgian Bay dump that you fish. You're going to get a big <laughs> one today, blah, blah, blah. You Did know, you put it in song to... form? Mm, I probably sang a little bit that day. Okay. But uh, it's on. Here's the fish. You know, We're reeling. Uh, the other gentleman in the boat is clearing rods. I get the board off. No, it's net time. But the rods were cl- the the rods were cleared by the other client, somewhat versed in fishing. But when you clear a rod, it's always best to put it in the floor of the boat. I don't care where it is necessarily, just as long as it's down, and I can step over it. Or, but when it on it, I don't care if I step on it. Whatever you know, if it's a big fish, I really do not care. Well, these rods were cleared, but they were up and uh, they were kind of leaning on the rod holders that were in my track system. So they're up and it's windy. The butt grip the is lures... sitting on the floor and the rods yeah. are leaning against the gunnels. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, three foot trophy time lead or whatever, swinging baits in the wind. And here comes the fish and it's it's time to net it. And... I get stuck on one of those swinging lures. I'm like, crap, 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 crap. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Grab the second net that's always <laughs> ready. No. I just I just overpowered it and dunked in, and the fish was in the bag. But it was, you know, I had a lot of things working against me. Time, waves, weeds, towing. And here, here it comes, and, you know, almost botching a net job because of like something mechanical, some, something stupid, human Wait, error. You dug happening deep and you overpowered it. Karma. And I didn't care if that rod would have went in, you know, if it just catapulted. Well, that's out. the second best. If you want the rods cleared, just throw them overboard. <laughs> just throw them overboard. So I just overpowered it. Boom. Net the fish. We're screaming, hooting, hollering. It's a freaking giant. Uh, and the kid gets his personal best, and we were just elated. Did they learn anything about rod placement with baits and swinging nets? Absolutely, absolutely, they did. And it's and and it's not a slight to them and or anything like that. You know, that's what the whole point of 
uh, you know, guide trips with, with us is I, I, I like to teach and, you know, sometimes best teaching is comes through, you know, a, a hiccup on the boat. And, uh, you always told me that, uh, when raising your voice, don't work, raise the hand. Raise the hand smack. <laughs> you got to keep it yeah. in line. <laughs> uh, but we, we got that fish and, and it opened up this, this, uh, activity window and and they were just it was big fish after big fish but none bigger than that first one that we caught that's karma for uh, towing that boat back maybe has to be maybe maybe you you please the musky gods and then we're rewarded because that guy was harboring three dead ones in his boat (laughs) i had a i had a like vendetta against these fish and and, and you just sometimes you know like when it's going to happen Sometimes you go out on the water and you're like, this is it. You know, we're going to smash it today. I know it's going to happen. And you kind of will your way to success. And uh, that's what happened there. And it was just like a, just a beautiful, beautiful musky hunt. One of my favorite catches of the year, bar none, uh, with all that stuff. You beat the day into submission. Absolutely. Something always has to get in the way on those big ones, too. There's always something completely random that always has to happen. Mm-hmm. It's like the boss character on a video game. Everybody gets all excited. Stuff's just flying everywhere, even though you've done it a hundred thousands of times. And it's... You gotta have that... I mean, that's why Vegas, you know, you never bet against the house. <laughs> yeah, it was sweet great day on the water great people uh and uh just an incredible uh fish picture that we will not post so only i'm gonna get to see it everyone's jealous of you (laughs) everybody message vance for that picture blow him up (laughs) no maybe in the off season we'll put some stuff up but we always like stay quiet i don't know I guess that's a good thing. Is it? Yeah, it's fantastic. I got a lot but we just people. told it to the hundreds of millions of people that listen. Yeah, but when you this would be a good it, time to talk people. about the Spotify deal that we just inked that surpassed Rogan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> really sweet stuff. Uh, but great fishing memory. And I don't know. That's what it's about. Can I go on one bad advice thing? I guess. One more bad advice thing or a pet peeve. Growing my gears. And which gets on my nerves. Tell me. Are people that post photos of like cut hooks, big fish in the net, and then there's no picture, uh, or like a uh, rubber bait that's been destroyed or like a crimp bucktail but no fish so what to you're... like keep, keep to keep they're like fishing for attention and they're not only fishing for muskies but attention and that is just like that what really, really grinds your gears makes me like not want to be lumped up in the muskie fishing industry and that just kills me. But it's okay if they post a net photo 
and a rubber bait with a bunch of slices in it photo, as long as accompanying those is the actual hero shot. Uh, or just, I went out and fished and caught this fish. It was a fun day. Yeah, just a fish photo in general, like or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's but I was not, just I was I was trying to differentiate. Is it the annoyance of seeing all the other items that fit the story with the fish photo, or just the items? And then later, I'll show you guys this. Stay tuned. The, the tease, the build up, the tease. But having them all in like a five photo deal is that's cool. Or just like a one singular, like, hey, here's a nice muskie we caught. Really fun. I should do that. Just start putting up photos with no explanation. Just get right to the point. Look at this fish well, I caught. I know what I'm going to try to do this. What have you ever done? Take pictures of everything but the fish now. <laughs> <laughs> like your first time learning how to use a camera. Yeah. It's like your it, foot, the here, sky. Here's the motor, the steering eye. wheel. <laughs> Would you like to see my... Fish finder screen at this moment. <laughs> yeah, Check the, this out. Here's the 2D. Here's <laughs> half. Here's the right side of the side imaging the left side. I'm going to hold it at a crazy angle. <laughs> like, I don't know if people see that and they like get off on it. They're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Quite oh, like. <laughs> man. I got to see that. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> Like, what are you doing? I'm asking you that question right now. Yeah, I don't want to know what this is going on. Like, oh, oh, the teeth and that rubber bait shredded a cut hook. It must be alter ego Reginald time. It must be (laughs) Reginald Denny or something, whatever your name is. Reginald Mayfield. (laughs) That's right. Odell Beckham over there. (laughs) Oh, the hot lunch. (laughs) <laughs> Barstool yeah. had a heyday with that. Oh yeah, oh, what oh a my. piece of shit! <laughs> <laughs> There's another stupid pun. I know. <laughs> so, all right, let's get back on track here. So, don't show I'm Vance for the night. Yes, just, just don't show photos. Vance like parade <laughs> leaders and stuff like yeah. that. Just the fish. Just How about some fish. gill rake on your back of your hand? Picks to follow. Yeah. I don't know. I don't post nothing anyway. My life isn't that important. I talk about all my failures here like I'm a, a drunk at some bar. But it's good. Anyways, yeah. I think sometimes there's it, it's neat sometimes because if it's like something unique where there's like a interesting story behind it. It better be but, a world record. Well, or if it's like a unique story behind how you got the bait or something like that, but if you just Pull a tough shad off the shelf, and I don't need to see scratches on your tough shad. No, I've actually. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'd rather just see the fish and, or see it being held in the water going away. You know. I'll be honest. I I've become numb to fish photos. Yeah, you suck. I do suck, but I, I just I, like seeing the. You're the one that's sitting there telling people there. like that are well, excited no, like, that. <laughs> I okay, a fish photo. Here's the fish. I don't like do that build up thing. You know yeah. what I'm talking about. Andy. I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about, but I mean, but like I'll send you. I'm like, hey, here's a 50 inch fish. You'll be like, did you talk to this guy about an order? I'll be like, <laughs> yeah. 
how about that fish? And he's like, well, I'm, you know, I need to know because he's sending me two different addresses. I'm like, but how about that fish? And you're like, well, yes, I've seen it. Fantastic. Call me, call me after the charter. Cause we got to get this straightened out. I'm like, all right. Yeah. It cool. has never happened quite like that. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's played to, uh, to, to, to fit a narrative at this point, but I mean, I don't know. How many great fish photos do you see before you're just like, yep, that's another fish. I can't tell you if that thing's 42. I can't tell you if it's 52. I've had 38s that take pictures that, like they're 48. Yeah. I've had 45s that look like 36s. It's all smoke the, and mirrors. It's you the, know what yeah. I think is neat the most about the pictures is trying to see like the people's face and like how excited they are about that fish. Like if that fish was a great fish to them, mm-hmm. which – I think that's more interesting to me than necessarily the size, because I don't even care where they caught it, what what they use. You know what I mean? Like guys going out there getting some reward for something, and people actually looking happy nowadays. I mean, that's rare to find. Yeah, so that's like <laughs> you, your, you see that's, one. That's that's your oh yeah moment when you see that. You're like oh yeah. Yeah, that that's my crinkled bait moment. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody actually smiling in a photo and looking happy. So while we got smiley face over here, I'm looking at what they have in their boat. Like, (laughs) okay, oh, they're running that kind of motor there. Oh, look at that. That's interesting. They said they caught on that, but that rod sure looks like that was the one that was caught on. And (laughs) that was, uh, I remember one back in the forum days. It was a big fish. It was big, um, for, for the area. And, uh, Someone's like, what bait you catch it on? And he's like, I'm not telling. I write, it's probably the one sitting right next to him because he was <laughs> casting alone. <laughs> How many rods do you have loose with the bait? Yeah, when you're casting them by yourself. <laughs> I just like to leave sharpened treble hooks everywhere. Attached for to, to a rod, not like hooked onto itself. Yeah. They're just loose random. Yeah. Because when you have a big fish, you need to That's control which one. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to control the chaos by having even more lines everywhere. Oh, yeah. Let's see how many baits I can hang on the net while I net the fish. I'm going to see how much this one costs me. <laughs> I like to play bait roulette. I'm only allowed one on my line, but if I have enough hooks, I can swing it over there back. How much of this bulldog salad will float? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I like to bring a scale and weigh my salad after every <laughs> cast, but only nine times out of ten do I get that. <laughs> oh, my. Don't if the, the salad numbers. is thick enough, you catch minnows in there. That's what it's all about. I know it is. Those are bite Then size. you chop the heads off and you create that chum slick. Yeah, you very well could. You could air fry them. Three good miles over. Three good miles. <laughs> Pop the motor cover, throw them right on, and they're crispy in seconds. That's right. Oh, goodness gracious. All right. So, Charlie, Charlie. we kind of were all over the place on this. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we went down some different avenues? Tell us your best musky story. My best musky story. Not to put you on the spot or anything, but it has to be good. Like a personal best or fun day. No, whatever. the best. Well, honestly, my one of my most probably a fish. There's two fish I'll never forget. One was when I start when I really started back in 
started musky fishing for real. Uh, that was probably like last There's year. Another pun. Real. For real. Oh, I got you. Okay. I'm a little slow with the puns. There, I there was like catch there was like five well. great ones. Yeah. Tonight, but okay. Um, it was the first day of the year that I got out and I was throwing a glider. I had a fish eat at my feet on the glider and it was just like I'll just the way how slow that fish reacted coiled up was it the first day of the year or first day of your fish? first day of my fishing season for that year okay and what day would that be opening day of trout was that year okay so but I obviously wasn't trout <laughs> were you fishing in a trout stream no okay no so that would have been like what early April mid-April yeah or like second week of April Okay. Ish. So it's in April, so you're getting your you're feeling good because the sun's out a little bit, but it's still kind of yeah, cold. Yeah, it was a beautiful day in blue, bright, clear blue. I mean, not mm-hmm. a cloud in the sky, and it's getting towards lunchtime. My Mary's take just started taking nap. She's like, ah, oh, she was tired of casting after about three hours, three and a half hours taking a break. Trooper, she casts better than me sometimes. It makes me wonder. <laughs> Well, keep an eye on that. You might learn something. <laughs> yeah. And then right as she dozes off, the I, the fish just raises up out of 20 foot of water and just coils on it, twitch it again, and it's just lunch going the other way already. Okay. And I'm screaming. And, and she does the, she was so nervous trying to net it. She would like start to stab at it. And I'm like, that. no, 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 no. Just let it, just wait, wait, wait. And it was just, it was great because it was the first Real fish that I, real musky, I caught actually musky fishing. Okay. So that was kind of nice. So she didn't botch the net? No, she netted it perfect. Head all the way down the bottom of the bag. Bait didn't get hung on nothing. I mean, it was beautiful. Okay. She got a big high five for that one. I gave her credit on that one. When you raised your hand up, did she cringe a little bit because of what you were telling me about (laughs) raising your voice? Keeping them in line. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was a joke. There was nothing about <laughs> that talked prior. No, it that was just awesome because it was with her and it was the first one really targeting them. Like the prior year, I fished. I went out nine times. So twenty eighteen, I went out nine times. I hooked seven fish, but I never landed one. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of frustrating. And then the first time, the next year, bam, it all came together and made it feel like you weren't doing. And it was stuff. Truthfully, it was stuff that I learned from talking to guys from the club okay uh just little tips about stuff like Mm -hmm. a color here that's kind of better during these conditions these kind of baits are better during this time of year or whatever and it Mm -hmm. paid off and then the other one was when i was tired of bass fishing kind of lost rambling Mm -hmm. around the fields i uh drinking a 40 from a paper (laughs) sack little MD 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, I was striper fishing one night up at Lake Arthur mm-hmm. and just casting a good old X wrap number nine, black and silver full moon. I made this cast. It must, it landed probably two to three feet from shore. So stupid shallow water. Mm-hmm. I get three cranks on it on the reel and I feel a tick. I'm like, Oh, it must be an alewife or a shad nudging up against the the bait trying to spawn with it Couple man you must think you really can put the put the moves on that bait if you think that it you're well, picking you up hook them all the time so i don't know what 
like oh, when like you're like man i really know how to make this thing walk all this crankbait shake brings shatter. all the fish to the yard <laughs> i can't imagine the shatter trying to eat a a minnow bigger than them i can't imagine what else they would be doing i just think that they get in the way because they're dumb oh or there's that many of them that, that's true too <laughs> and and i feel a tick again and i'm like real a little more tick and then i catch up and there's just weight and i just lean back set the hook and it's mm-hmm. just it there's head there's water splashing everywhere i have a little glorified trout net from walmart a, f- a 15 dollar fray bill okay so it wasn't one of those like wooden ones they keep on their hip no. <laughs> it's like no you it's, could put a loaf of it's bread like in it the, and that's the, it the two foot long handle with like yep the like 20 inch hoop or whatever you know it's like a two two 18 20 inch deep bag too we finally get this fish boat side and my buddy's like how do i net it i'm like uh, better figure it out or i'm gonna I'm raise like, my hand get as much of its head in there as you can or else you're going in the water <laughs> so we actually he scooped like maybe up to the pectoral fins of, of it in that net and then i actually grabbed the lower the back half of the fish and we got it that way i mean i wasn't set up for it it obviously wasn't the best handling of that fish in the world but we took a picture of her, got the bait out of her mouth, took a picture of her, and th- got a measurement through her back in. She was 51 and a half inches. And that was the first one I've ever flat out ever hooked into even. Okay, so that was an accidental catch. Yeah, complete accidental. Okay. So I'll, I'll never forget that one. <laughs> because you were stri- striper. Or they, they have the hybrids. The hybrids, yeah. The hybrids there, okay. Yeah. You, did, you probably didn't think you had a hybrid on. I had no idea what I had on. I, I never in my mind while I was fighting it until it got there that I even think that it was a muskie. So, I mean, if if you were, you were using what, like? 15-pound yep, bright yellow high-vis line so I could see it at night. <laughs> okay. Berkeley, big game. There you go. Good no old. leader, no nothing, just shad wraps on was it a spinning rod no it actually was a bait caster though okay so a <laughs> little bit of street credit yeah. saved right there yeah but it was just unbelievable that fish I, that fish was just at, at any point did you think maybe it'd be best to drive the boat to shore and try to hand land it wading in no you just said we're going for it Yeehaw. It was turning the boat around. Like like I was I had my foot off the trolling motor and it would pull us to shore and then it would, we would go back out away from shore and i'm like i didn't want to pull too hard on it because i didn't you wanted this one yeah i wanted to catch i wanted to land it i didn't know what to do i'm like let's get it close and just i was ready to jump in after it honestly go to the shore get that rock yeah and when i bring it up you just you bludgeoned it yeah hey (laughs) maybe you get it mounted with a caved in skull But that was one fish I actually wish I would have got better, like, actual, like, measurements and pictures on. Because it was at night, and my Samsung flip phone back then didn't really have a great flash on it. You could see this big silver thing across my body, and that's it. Yeah, I my big fish was very similar in that I really didn't get any still photos. It was all a video because I had someone else running my phone. And back then... It was like a degree from MIT was needed to run the camera. <laughs> and it just, I said, here, it's on video. Just get me in the frame and I'll still frame it. And it just, 
Minecraft has better pixel pixelation <laughs> than what my It's still better than a silver blob. <laughs> silver blob. You send that off to the taxidermist, like, make this. I don't even think I can charge a... that phone anymore. I don't think they even make a charger to charge that phone to, like, get the picture off it even. Oh, boy, that's bad. It, it's old, man. I mean, I was, yeah, it's old. <laughs> yeah, so it was probably rocking, like, a .3 megapixel anyway. Probably if it was lucky. I remember, like, when they were like, this is a one megapixel camera phone. I think it was, like, time frame-wise, it was, like, they were like hyping up the the razor was like ready to come out and everyone wanted it because it was so thin yeah and that's like the stage of flip i had like the cheap ass flip phone when the razor was ready to come out I, you said it was a samsung yeah i probably had that same phone. it was like this little blue one that i know which one you're talking it was like about. a three-quarter flip yeah <laughs> I, it's bad that I know the phone specifically because it's all just burned into my head from that fish. Yep. Anyways, those are good stories. Beautiful. Very nice. All right. Tell everyone how good Muskie Inc. is, Charlie. Go to a meeting. Get the most out of it. If if you just sign up, yeah, you can help with like the the raffles that we have where we donate money to the Minnow Fund and stuff like that. But... Go to the meeting, meet guys. You never know who's living next to you that you're close to you that you could become great friends with. You could ask the question, will you be my friend? <laughs> yeah. Be like Wally. Is that Wally? Was that from Wally? I don't it might have been. I my kids are too young to to hit that that little niche right there. But. See, the best memories of stuff like that from my childhood is from uh not the mama. The there you go. Dinosaurs, <laughs> yeah. which was a really crazy thing because the animatronics sucked on them. Oh, it was terrible. And how did the wife, which was like a brontosaurus who could only put her head through the window, could possibly fall in love with an overweight T-Rex? And then and make like a, a what stegosaurus. Was it? Was that's what I thought it was. Yeah. Daughter. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then. Fantastic, it, though. It was. And I'm embarrassed that I even remembered that much. But <laughs> Vance, do you even know what we're talking about? Mm, not really. And the frying pan mm-hmm. was never dented. It was always clean. Yes. And that baby <laughs> had the arm strength of a complete Sammy adult. Sammy Sosa. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so not talking about horrible old 1990s TV shows. Muskie's Inc. is great. Make new friends. Get out. The, it, it's just... It, it's clubs. I mean, there's clubs for everything, and there's a reason for it. I mean... Everything that you're into has a club somewhere, somehow. And you don't have to be top pro, level one, gold star. You can just come right in and... Could never caught a muskie before. <laughs> that happens a lot of these clubs. Yeah. And it's good stuff. I mean, no one was born knowing any of this stuff. I don't think any of us still know as much as we should. Surely I don't, and I talk into a microphone about <laughs> it all the time. But... All right, good stuff. Join Muskie's Inc. Big thanks to Fatty Z Muskie Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, St. Croix Rods, Vix Marine, Ranger Boats. And I think that's all of it. Am I right, Vance? That is everything. All right, I'm right as rain. All right, with that, everyone, it's uh, fall. Enjoy the fishing, and thanks for listening. <laughs>